RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Priscilla Ng. The headlines. Joe Biden calls for unity as he takes office as the 46th president of the United States. The new Biden administration describes Beijing's sanctions on former Trump administration officials as unproductive and cynical. And a Wuhan doctor criticizes mainland authorities for keeping news of the coronavirus away from the public in the early stages of the outbreak. The new U.S. President, Joe Biden, has signed executive orders tackling coronavirus, climate change and racial injustice within hours of taking office. He said the need for action could not be more desperate or any more clear. The U.S. has rejoined the Paris Climate Accord and the World Health Organization, and Mr. Biden has revoked Joe Donald Trump's travel ban on some Muslim-majority countries. In his inauguration speech, Mr. Biden called for unity. With unity, we can do great things, important things. We can right wrongs. We can put people to work in good jobs. We can teach our children in safe schools. We can overcome the deadly virus. We can reward reward work and rebuild the middle class and make health care secure for all. We can deliver racial justice and we can make America once again the leading force for good in the world. President Biden called the day one of renewal and said democracy had prevailed. He said the U.S. has much to repair and that it's time for it to re-engage the world. America has been tested and we've come out stronger for it. We will repair our alliances and engage with the world once again. Not to meet yesterday's challenges, but today's and tomorrow's challenges. And we'll lead not merely by the example of our power, but by the power of our example. And world leaders have sent their congratulations to the new president, including close allies Canada, Israel and Britain. Taiwan's foreign ministry lauded the attendance of its de facto ambassador to Mr. Biden's inauguration, saying the first ever invitation highlights the close and cordial ties between the two. The White House spokeswoman said Mr. Biden's first international call would be with the Canadian prime minister. Meanwhile, the new Biden administration has described Beijing's move to sanction former Trump administration officials as unproductive and cynical. Violet Wong reports. Beijing's announcement of the sanctions came around a time when Joe Biden was sworn in as president. The foreign ministry said it was sanctioning former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo and 27 other top officials under former President Donald Trump for their crazy moves that had interfered in China's internal affairs. It banned the ex-officials and their immediate family members from entering China and restricted companies associated with them from doing business in the country. But a spokeswoman for President Biden's National Security Council, Emily Horn, said in a statement that the move was seemingly an attempt to play to partisan divides. Americans of both parties should criticize this unproductive and cynical move. President Biden looks forward to working with leaders in both parties to position America to outcompete China, she said. 
Twitter has locked the account of China's U.S. embassy for a tweet that defended Beijing's policies in Xinjiang. The social media platform said this violated its policy against dehumanization. This month, the account posted that Uyghur women were no longer baby-making machines, citing a study in state-backed China Daily newspaper. It was removed by Twitter. The Chinese account hasn't posted any tweets since January the 9th. A doctor from the mainland city of Wuhan, who was among the first to be infected with COVID-19 a year ago, says Chinese authorities made a mistake in not notifying people in the early stages of the outbreak. Francis Sit reports. Yu Changping, a member of a COVID-19 expert team in Hubei, said he and his colleagues knew the virus could spread from human to human before China's top expert Zhong Nanshan made the announcement on January the 20th last year. But in an interview with RTHK, he said the words of ordinary people cannot travel far, while the media gave huge coverage to Dr. Zhong, who's a leading figure. Mr. Yu, who was once in critical condition, said an infectious disease reporting system should have directly notified Beijing, but it didn't work well and was a mere formality. He said authorities also erred in how they treated the late Dr. Li Wenliang, a whistleblower who drew attention to the outbreak and who was later reprimanded by officials. But Mr. Yu said in the latest stages of the outbreak, China performed well and was able to control the pandemic in a short time. Here in Hong Kong, a man who has come under, come down with the coronavirus has urged the authorities to make sure that its community testing services are up to standard, saying he only tested positive the third time he went through a COVID test. Dilip Rai went through testing at a community testing center last Friday and then at a mobile testing site on Monday. But both tests came back negative. With his condition deteriorating, he called an ambulance on Monday and was eventually confirmed with the virus at the Kuangwa Hospital. Mr. Warai says community testing also failed to detect the virus in three of his family members. It happened to me, it happened to my son, it happened to my wife, it happened to my brother-in-law who also tested negative first and then positive later. So in my family of five people, it happened uh, five times. That is not an acceptable nowhere near an acceptable or reasonable number. So I think it's uh, just the tip of the iceberg. The government, I think, has to improve or in, uh, its in inspection of what the contractors are doing down in the field. Hong Kong Unison has urged officials to enhance their cultural sensitivity after what it de- deemed were discriminatory remarks against ethnic groups over a coronavirus outbreak. Some health officials attributed infections in Yaomate to the social activities and habits of ethnic minorities there. The executive director of the advocacy group, Phyllis Cheng, says many ethnic minorities have a high awareness of the pandemic and have cancelled religious activities. She says some of the groups feel unfairly targeted. Executive Councillor and Barrister Ronnie Tong says he's furious and disappointed with the UK, accusing it of interfering in Hong Kong's judicial independence. It comes after Queen's Counsel David Perry said he wouldn't act as a prosecutor in the trial of prominent pro-democracy activists after he came under criticism from the British press and ministers. Mr Tong said Britain's actions seemed contrary to its advocacy of the rule of law. 
Police have arrested three people, accusing them of stealing credit cards from stadium changing rooms and spending a total of $500,000. Police believe the two men and one woman were involved in at least 11 thefts at the Happy Valley Sports Ground. Police allege they broke into lockers after guessing people's low-security combination codes and used the credit cards to buy designer handbags and mobile phones for resale. More COVID news now, and Hungary has become the first country in the European Union to approve the use of the Russian coronavirus vaccine Sputnik V. The decision comes after Prime Minister Viktor Orban criticized the EU for delays in supplying sufficient quantities of the German-developed Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Here's the BBC's Nick Thorpe. Phase three clinical trials of Sputnik using the 6,000 doses which arrived in Hungary in December can now begin. The results of those could help it win approval across Europe. Earlier, the Hungarian Foreign Minister Peter Siarto said that a million doses of a Chinese vaccine could also arrive within days. Public opinion surveys suggest that less than half the Hungarian population are willing to be vaccinated against the coronavirus, and even fewer trust the Russian and Chinese vaccines, despite the government's efforts. Britain has seen another daily record number of deaths from the coronavirus pandemic, as the country's chief scientific advisor has warned the scenes in some hospitals are like a war zone. Sir Patrick Vallance said vaccines alone were not doing enough at present to make it possible to ease the lockdown. The latest daily figures show a further 1,820 people died. The Dutch Prime Minister Mark. Rutt has proposed bringing in a nighttime curfew for the first time as part of further measures to contain the coronavirus. The curfew would apply from 8:30 at night to 4:30 in the morning and is likely to come into effect on Saturday or Sunday. Speaking in the Hague, Mr. Rutt said he'd seek parliamentary approval for the measure. Niemand wil een avondklok. Niemand staat. No one wants a curfew. No one is applauding that. Not me. Not the cabinet. Nobody. And of course, we don't want to take such a drastic step without parliamentary support. That's why we'll debate this in the lower chamber as quickly as possible. And if there is sufficient support, then we will make a final decision. A row has broken out between London and Brussels over the status of the European Union's new ambassador to the UK. Britain is refusing to grant Joao Vale de Almeida the full diplomatic status given to other ambassadors. Here's the BBC's James Landale. The Foreign Office wants to treat the EU delegation as an international organization with fewer rights and protections for its diplomats. This is unprecedented. Every other EU ambassador around the world has full diplomatic status. In a letter seen by the BBC, the EU Foreign Affairs Chief Joseph Borrell told the Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab of his serious concerns. One EU source feared hostile countries might follow Britain's lead. A European Commission spokesman said the UK delegation should be granted its proper status without delay. A Foreign Office spokesman said discussions were ongoing. The United Nations says at least 43 migrants died off the coast of Libya when their boat sank on Tuesday. Survivors said all the dead were from West Africa. They said their boat capsized when its engine stopped in bad sea conditions after leaving early in the morning. 
The U.S.-based United Airlines has recorded one of the worst years in its history, posting losses of just over seven billion dollars in 2020. The company expects revenue to continue to be down by about 70 percent until a wider rollout of coronavirus vaccines stimulates a return to mass air travel. To finance, and Asian shares generally rose this morning on optimism that new U.S. President Joe Biden's administration will do more to help the struggling U.S. economy, setting off a recovery that's crucial for the export-driven Asian region. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was trading at 30,015 points. That's 58 points up from the previous close. In currencies, the U.S. dollar was standing at 103.39 Japanese yen. The euro was trading at one American dollar and 21. Cents and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 60 cents. Now to sports. Here's Adam Jung. Manchester United are back on top in the English Premier League, replacing their rivals Manchester City after wins for both sides. United came from behind to beat Fulham 2-1 at Craven Cottage. Paul Pogba got the winner with a beautiful left-footed strike. Yeah, it's a big win because it was a it was a hard game. It was very difficult. We knew it would be difficult here. It was a world-class strike. Did you, did you know it was flying in from the moment you hit it?、Uh, I hit it well.、Uh, didn't expect this、uh, left foot would be like this, but you know we try. And、uh, if you don't shoot, you, you don't know what's going to happen. So I'm really glad that、uh, the ball went in.、It、was a beautiful goal. Earlier, Manchester City won 2-0 at Aston Villa for their sixth consecutive league victory. City boss Pep Guardiola praised Villa for a strong performance in their first Premier League match since New Year's Day, after recent issues with coronavirus at the club. I think the desire to come back to play good football game was so important for them. You know, for a long time, ten days without playing, they want to play, play, and this energy to play, and the result was tight. With zero zero to give me, come on, let's go, let's go. They can do it. I I, I expect this. As it stands, Manchester United are two points clear of Manchester City, who have a game in hand. Leicester are third. Fourth place, Liverpool, now six points off the lead, face Burnley at Anfield tonight. Elsewhere in football, Juventus have won the Italian Super Cup. After beating Napoli 2-0 with goals from Cristiano Ronaldo and Alvaro Morata, it was a first silverware for Andrea Pirlo as Juve's head coach. Spanish giants Real Madrid have been dumped out of the Copa del Rey by lower league Alcoyano, who had a man sent off in extra time. The third-tier side held on for a 2-1 win and progressed to the last 16. To golf and fog has delayed the start of the European Tour's season-opening Abu Dhabi Championship. The eight million U.S. dollar event was supposed to tee off this morning with the American world number three Justin Thomas, the highest-ranked player. Ireland's 2019 Open champion Shane Lowry says he's optimistic about the new season. I feel like I'm playing good. I feel like my game's in decent shape, but. You know, then again, there's I've not played much competitive golf, so there's always that little bit of anxiousness before your first round of the year to see how it's going to go. And、um, you know, I, I'm excited for the year ahead. I'm I'm looking forward to what 2021 has to offer, and hopefully, it's going to be a good year. And finally, in rugby union, England's head coach Eddie Jones is self-isolating after his assistant Matt Proudfoot tested positive for COVID-19. The Six Nations champions begin the defense of their title on the 6th of February against Scotland. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And that's the news from RTHK.
Due to the volatile COVID-19 situation, the public should stay at home and avoid going out, in particular elderly persons, as they have higher risk of severe illness. Family and friends should help them with shopping and other daily needs. If elderly persons must go out, they need to wear a mask and wash hands frequently. Pay attention to the latest situation. See your doctor promptly if feeling unwell, even if the symptoms are mild. Let's fight the virus together. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere.
afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon.